happy Sabbath. Good morning. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord this morning. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest this morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Amen. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Are you glad to be here one more time? You glad to be able to wave your hands just one more time? Are you, able, are you glad that you can stand just one more time? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our amazing and awesome God. We are so blessed and honored to be here on this Sabbath morning to be able to give God praise, honor, and glory. For he is truly an amazing God. Without him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. And so we are honored to, at the fact that he has chosen us to be a part of this beautiful Sabbath. And so we want to just take this time to welcome each and every one of you for being here with us. You who are viewing with us online, we praise God for you. We thank God for you. We also want you to encourage your family members. Go ahead and click the link. Let somebody know that we are in the house. We all want you to know. And even you in the, in the, in the physical space, we want to give you permission. Amen. To go ahead and put that text out there let them know that we are in the house we are alive and well and we are here to worship and magnify god because he is truly worthy to be praised this is the month of february as we're celebrating black history month all month long i would stop there but i have to go a little further and say we're celebrating it all year long come on somebody we celebrate one another and our accomplishments and the things that we've done and we lift each other up you know what we do have to learn 
how to celebrate each other, amen? How to learn how to pat each other on the back every now and again. It's, it's, not, it's okay to let your brother know you're doing a great job or let your sister know that you're doing a wonderful job and, and that I'm glad that you're here. It's okay to let another person know that, that you know, you, I, I like the way you smile. You, you have a beautiful smile today, amen? Uh, because it could be the other way around. That smile could be turned upside down. The day can be long and gloomy, amen? And so we need to learn how to hold each other up and encourage each other along the way because these are some very difficult times that we're living in. The month of February is a very special month that we are celebrating Black History Month. Um, on next Sabbath, on next Sabbath, we'll be celebrating our heritage as we come with our African attire on. Amen? Amen. 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 I understand that we do this on the regular. Amen? And so we want to celebrate on next Sabbath as we wear our African attire. And then on the following Sabbath, amen, we'll be celebrating our Black History Program with our sister church, Northside, where we'll be involved with um, their service at 4 o'clock. So we encourage you to mark your calendar for that special event. Now, while it's on my mind, don't want to forget, because sometimes that's how my mind works. I don't know about yours. But an um, a, a, um, announcement went out um, earlier, um, but I want to give you the corrections that there is a change to the announcement that was sent out yesterday, the showing of the eyes on the prize. Um, it would be at 3 p.m. instead of 6 because of Super Bowl. Amen. Um, that's a, you know, I, the, the, yeah, because somebody, somebody, somebody not going to do right. Come on now. Somebody not going to do right, and it's not that we're making room for the Super Bowl. We want to make room for you, amen, because we don't want to put you in that position where you have to pick and choose. Come on, somebody, because we, we want to we help you out. So at 3 o'clock versus 6 o'clock, amen, but, and, and I'm not, you know what, because in my nose, it even got the kickoff time, amen, they have the kickoff time. <laughs> but it's at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock versus 6 o'clock. So please make that necessary adjustment to that announcement. And also we want to remind you that on Monday we are having our board meeting. So we encourage each board member to be um, on time as we do have some information we do want to get out to you. Um, we're celebrating anniversaries this month. Anyone celebrating an anniversary this week or this month or this year? <laughs> <laughs> so that's everybody. We're just three days in, amen. Anybody celebrating a birthday this week? Anybody February's, amen? Amen. Well, again, well, we celebrate all birthdays in the month of February. If we didn't get you last week, we want to make sure that we get you this week, amen? Um, uh, that is the end of my announcement time. Again, we just want to encourage each and every one of you. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, my media team is waving his hand. We just talked. I told you, my mind, my mind, um, at 4 o'clock. Four o'clock today, four o'clock today, we are concluding our family week of prayer. Um, it will be on the Central States Conference YouTube channel. For those that have been viewing it all week long, we've been having a great time um, as we've been celebrating families all week long. So at four o'clock today, we will conclude our service, <clears throat> our family life um, week of prayer um, with a very special um, program that they have prepared for us. And you see also on the slide our family, um, our couples retreat. Um, we have that coming up. The, the day, I mean, should I say the, the, um, the, the doors are still open for those that are wanting to be a part 
of this special um, family or, 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 or couples um, retreat. We encourage you to um, take note of what is on the screen, the QR code. You can just take a picture of that and it'll take you straight to the registration form. Also, we want to just encourage each and every one of you to continue to look out for each other. You know, call a friend, call a member. If you look around and see a member not present, reach out to them. Um, let them know that they are being prayed for, they are being cared for, and that, you know, we miss them being in the house. Amen? Um, we have to be intentional about looking out for each other. At this time, if you can just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Father, our Savior and King, ruler, master of everything, we're so thankful at the fact that you have chosen us to be a part of this amazing and awesome Sabbath. Without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we give you all praise, honor, and glory for who you are and what you're about to do in this service today. Thank you again for what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Body, body. Feet, feet. Everybody, everybody. Soul clap. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Sister Jan, you with me? Thank you. Well, that's what was going down in here today. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Don't call them. Don't call them. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> we are so blessed and honored. It's a blessing to be here, to be able to worship and magnify. They got me in that place where I needed to be right there. Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, it's not that you had a bad week or a trying week, but sometimes the enemy can just show up in the spare of the moment and just kind of hit you in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? To try to throw you out your game, throw you off your game. Amen. But I tell you, God is good and he is so amazing. And that's why we look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one that created us. And so with even all the attacks and with the rough weeks that some may have and with the trying days that others may have had, we still serve the same God that is able to pull you through whatever it is that you're going through. And so it is indeed an honor to be able to come to you on this platform as we approach the time of prayer. We know that we have individuals that we are praying for. We're praying for the Miller family. We want to continue to keep Brother Miller in prayer as he is on the road um, to recovery. We also want to lift up uh, Sister Bowen this morning, her son David. Amen. I was on the phone with her this morning. We want to keep them in prayer. Um, we know God is a very present help. Amen. He is able to do it. Won't he do it? We also want to remember Sister Elaine in prayer and all of those that are battling with, with health challenges. And as we kicked our year off, 2023, we've been intentional about praying for our families here in this church. And so we are honored to be able to call before us the Bateman family. And so we want to ask Sister um, Betty if she can come down, who will be representing um, her family. Um, Sister Opal, um, Brother Lewis, who was at home, um, unable to be here with us, amen. But we want to come, and the elders, we invite you to come down and surround Sister Betty as we will be um, placing oil on her and um, just asking God's hand to just cover her and her family and just saturate them with his presence. We also want to remember all of those that are battling with health challenges. We know that God is able, that God is a very present help in the time of any storm that you may ever encounter. For those of you who choose to come close, we do invite you to come. You don't have to remain um, at your seat. We invite you to come and surround the throne of God. And again, you who are at home, if you're viewing with a loved one, we just ask if you can clench each other, hold hands, um, touch and agree um, as we go before the Lord in prayer is prayer time. We worship. You alone. Our Father and our God, again, we are so privileged and we are so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. Father, we do recognize that we are flawed. 
that we are in need, desperately need of a Savior that could come and, and help us to reflect you. For we cannot do it in and of ourselves. For without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we can do all things. And so as we come, God, we are asking that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Purify us from within. Cleanse our thoughts and our actions and our attitudes. And, and help us to be more like you in all that we do. So that when we come before the throne of God, we could come with the right spirit, with the right mind as we pray one for another. For we want to be mindful of our actions and the things that we do. And so we want to lift up before you in a very special way uh, the Bateman family. As we apply this oil in the name of Jesus, Father, we recognize and know that there is no power in the oil, but the power lies in you, the creator of all things, the ruler of all things. The power lies in you. Uh, the oil is just a symbol. The oil just symbolizes, oh God. So we're asking in the name of Jesus that as we touch Sister Betty, that also Sister Opal and, and Brother Lewis in the name of Jesus, we receive a miraculous healing in their bodies. We're asking you, God, to do this because if you don't do it, it cannot, shall not, will not get done. There is nobody like you. No one is greater. Search high, search lower. There is nobody that is able to do the things that you do to be able to make things happen the way that you make them happen. And so, Father, we come to you, the only one that we know of that is able to do it exceedingly abundantly, that do all things above that we can think of or even imagine. So, Father, touch Sister Betty today. Father, let your hand of glory fall upon her. Move on her in a mighty way, O oh God. Bless her going in and her going out, O oh God. We pray it in the name of Jesus that you will shower down on her. We pray for Sister Opal as she's at home in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing in her body, healing in her mind. We ask that you will hold her up in the name of Jesus. Let her know that you are the great I am, that you have her in the name of Jesus in the palm of your hand. We pray for El Brother Lewis in the name of Jesus. We ask that you will touch him where he is right now. Let him know, God, that you have him, the health challenges he's in enduring him. Let him know, oh God, that you have not forsaken him and that you have not abandoned him. Let him know, Father, that you see the end from the beginning. That while he's trying to figure it all out, oh God, that you've already worked it out. So cover the family today, oh God. Do it in the name of Jesus. Let them know that you have them, Father. That when they leave this space today, oh God, they will know that they have been in the presence of an amazing God. Father, we're asking that you will cover all of those that are battling health challenge. Be with Sister Bowen this morning, oh God. Be with her son David this morning. We're asking that you will touch him where he is right now, God. Let him feel your power. Let him feel your anointing. Let him feel your grace and your mercy all over his life. We pray for Sister Elaine this morning. Ask that you will continue to do what only you can do, oh God. And create in her a clean heart and renew the right spirit within him. That whatever it is that is ailing her body, whatever it is that is plaguing her right Right now, oh God, that you will show up in a mighty way. We're asking that you would be with Brother Miller, who had a desire to be here with us, oh God. We pray that you will continue to hold him in the, in the palm of your hands. Let him know that you still move mountains. 
that you're still a way maker. That you're still able to walk on water. Let him know, oh God, that it's not just a Bible thing, but this is a real thing. Oh God, we pray for our church family this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus for those that are viewing us online. We ask that you will go through each home, go through each place, each space. Touch them right now, oh God. We pray that you will let them know that this is not just an accident. They didn't just stumble up on something. But Father, you brought them here. So, Father, cover our online guests, family, and friends. Be with us here in the physical space. We pray right now, Father, that whatever it is that we're dealing with, finances, you will touch it. Children, touch them, oh God. Job situation, touch it right now. Health, touch it right now. Mental, touch it right now. Physical, whatever it is, oh God, touch it right now, Father. Let us know that, let them know that, 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 that you have them, oh God. And when we leave here, we will know that we've been with you. So speak to us through thy word. For we know thy word is true. And we will be ever so mindful, God, to give you all the praise. All the honor. We thank you for the Harris family. We thank you for the choir, the praise team, the musicians. Everybody in this place. We thank you, God. As we continue our worship, let us not leave here the same way we came. But let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. Let's put our hands together. Let's worship God in this space. Let's worship God in this place. church it is it is that time stewardship time and I have a praise report for you all All we just received some notebooks for our upcoming back to school giveaway okay and I would like to encourage everyone in the church to keep and continuing giving because we will need these to be able to give out to the community and our lovely children at our church And I'm happy to report that we will have some new programs and new things just for our children at church to help them become better stewards throughout their time here. And I have a little nugget for you, just a short nugget. So, you know, when you're growing up, you're at school, we learn about different people who helped with the civil rights movement and helped with equality, like Ida B. Wells, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. But I can't stop thinking about how they forgot about one person. They forgot about Jesus. Jesus is the first person to fight love with hate. He always, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. Opposite way, I'm sorry. Reverse. He fought hate with love. And we always forget that. And sometimes we don't think about how important he is. He was dedicated and he was passionate to the cause. So I wanna remind everyone out here that we need to be passionate and we need to continuously show love. Even though people are unkind to us, even though people can be extremely mean, we should still love them. And I would like to remind 
us to just continuously just keep this in our minds throughout the weeks and throughout every time that we see someone. And I would like to remind us of ways that we can give at top dollar sign on Cash App. Please let the deacons come forward so I can pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for letting us all be able to come here. Please let this money be used for your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. being in the house this morning. Some of y'all don't really understand. It's like an infusion and the bones got to cook up and get back together. And she's in here this morning praising the Lord. Glad to have Bob back with her, bringing her on in. I heard somebody say that he's the best husband has ever been in the world. <laughs> so we praise the Lord that they were able to come out and worship with them. We want you to know we truly miss you, but we're so happy to see you here. Amen. Walked Amen. into God's house this morning. Amen. Amen. And you all trust, Lord. I came in and I saw the book this morning as I was driving in church. That song was on my spirit. And I said, I ain't going to bother 
Brother Price, because he's been sick for the last two or three days. But as I was driving in, Pastor, that song stayed in my spirit. And I came in here and I saw the book. I told, I told Brother Price, I said, man, I dare you to trust God. You just can't beat God. You, you got to trust him. You got to trust him. I was at home in my bed, sick as a dog one day. Couldn't get well. Felt like the devil was coming in on me and the medication was driving me nuts. But that song came in my spirit. Every time I hear it, I say, Lord, I'll trust you. I don't care what the devil is trying to do to my body and my mind. I'm going to trust you. Y'all have to forgive me this morning, but I need somebody to help me praise the Lord today. I need somebody to help me give him praise in his house today. I need just a few people to understand. I got to trust him. I got to trust him. You got to trust him.
Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Not just when things are going good, but when things are not so good, do you trust him? Are you able to stand in the midst of it all? Are you able to see him when you can't see nothing else? When you can't make sense of it, does it, does God make sense to you? When you called a friend and got that dial tone, when you looked for a family to show up and they were nowhere to be found. I'm so glad that that God is faithful to his promise. Oh, yes. That he is faithful to his word. That he cares for us even when we don't care for ourselves. That he's thought enough of us to, to set up a plan of our salvation a plan for our escape even before we even messed up. It's like he child-proof this thing. Before the baby got here, we made sure we put the, the plugs in the outlets and we made sure that we made sure that the cabinets were, were locked and we made sure that certain items were put away before the baby got here. Not after. God, God didn't respond after, but it was already in place. He prepared for this. Amen. So we thank God for preparing the place for us. Also, we want to remind you on next week, we want you to stick around after service. Amen. We have a special program that we will be showing you on to, on next Sabbath there will be a light meal afterwards so so you don't have to worry about rushing home to, to get a meal we'll have it here for you so you can come and spend the whole day with us amen and be a part of our uh, black history program that would take place here right after our service as well so we're going to be in here for the long haul so we want you to mark your calendars for that as well. I'm so thankful and so honored that God is still with me. You know, he shows himself strong and he shows himself mighty. I'm going to jump right into our reading of our scripture today. Found in the book of John chapter 12, verses 1 um, we said one through eight is what I have here, but we're going to go ahead and read all the way down to verse 11, I believe. We want to read down to verse 11 when you have it. I ask if you can stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. 
Uh, John chapter 12, and we want to start with verse 1, and we read all the way down to verse 11, and the Bible says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. Verse 9 says, now a great many of Jews knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Altogether, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Many of them went away and believed in Jesus' loves. Extravagance, love extravagance is what we want to talk about today, love's extravagance. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you are about to do. Speak through us through thy word, for thy word is truth. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, you may be seated in the presence of our amazing God. Love's extravagance. Extravagance or pleasure or effusiveness, exuberance. These are just some of the ideas um, that we usually associate um, with with the overture of Jesus's passion. And then so we'll look at Mary of Bethany um, and how she understood um, Jesus in these last moment, moments of Jesus's ministry. Because within this narrative, uh, John's gospel paints a picture that the other gospels uh, seem to, to not paint. Not that the other Gospels are, are incorrect or that there is anything wrong 
with the other Gospels is just this is a different uh, vantage point, if you will. Uh, John's Gospel, as he speaks of Mary and, and Martha and Lazarus, whom just prior before Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. The excitement and the buzz is still in the air. The people are still amazed at the fact that, that this man, Lazarus, who was dead for, for at least four days, the Bible says, that he was in the tomb four days, literally dead four days. And now they hear, for those that weren't there, that this man who was dead for four days is now alive and well. Can you see the uproar? Can you see the uptick? Can you see the excitement? This man who has now found himself in your community, you didn't have to travel very far. He came to you. And now he's reclining with Jesus. This man who died four days. If I can put a pen right there and help somebody along the way. Because if there ever was a time that Jesus would encourage us about our loved ones who have died and gone on before, as we say. This would be a great opportunity for Lazarus to bear witness that while he was there four days, I saw Moses. Uh, while I was dead for four days, I was able to speak to, but not one time do we hear an account of someone who was dead four days speaking of anybody or anything on the other side. It amazes me how when we find ourselves at funerals and even when death show up that we brisk our family members in the arms of Jesus as if they are there already walking on the streets of gold. But my Bible tells me that Lazarus was dead four days and not one time did Lazarus talk about anything on the other side of this life. And I would think, just in my limited thinking, that this would be an opportune time. Someone that was dead four days. Surely, if anybody could talk about it, it would be Lazarus. But not one time do Lazarus portray this because the story picks up now where Mary has now broke this very expensive bottle of oil. Uh, this oil, which is very, very clear, uh, uh, cost at least 300 denarii. The Passover is near, and so is Jesus. Jesus' hour with us is also drawing near. Uh, he spends time with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus soon after this pivotal scene of Lazarus' rebirth or his revitalization, if you will, or, or for, for, for us old school folk, his resurrection. Uh, that is a sign, in other words, as the text tells us, 
that brings many to believe in Jesus, many to flock to him. The fact that Lazarus was raised from the dead has now set some folk on a head collision to getting to know Jesus. You see, Jesus, notice, notice, and I'm not going, I, I don't want to spend too long right there, but, but, but I just want to help us along the way because notice when the news came to Jesus that Lazarus was sick, Je- Jesus, Jesus hesitated. Uh, 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 Jesus wasn't quick to go and see about Lazarus. Notice what Jesus does. He wait intentionally until he get news that Lazarus is dead. Because you have to understand that what Jesus was doing, Jesus was basically setting the stage to draw many to, to him through the death of Lazarus. Let me say that one more time because somebody missed that. Because I need you to understand that Jesus waited intentionally for Lazarus to die before he took one step in Lazarus' direction. Because the truth of the matter is, Jesus was using Lazarus' death to draw many close to him. Did you get it or did you miss it? Uh, Sometimes God has to allow death to show up to draw many to him. You see, this is the issue that we're dealing with right here, right now, is that many came to Jesus. Many flocked to Jesus. Many threw up their hands and said, Lord, here I am, send me. Jesus unfolds uh, uh, the connection between the anointing and his burial. Why bother her? Uh, 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 why bother her? You see, Jesus, Jesus talks about his burial here in verse 7. This confirms that, 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 that at this end, his end is coming. That his end is drawing near. Stay with me, family of God, because I want you to understand that Lazarus' presence at the table confirms that death does not speak the final word. The fact that Lazarus is in the room is speaking volume. The fact that Lazarus is sitting, not saying a word. The text tells us that Lazarus has not said one where he is simply reclining. He's simply chillaxing. He's simply enjoying the aviance. Uh, He's simply doing what he is able to do at that moment, and that is to enjoy the company of Jesus. It is sometimes words, you don't even have to say a word. Sometimes your presence speaks loud. Sometimes the fact that you as a believer in God, the fact that God has done a miraculous thing in your life, the fact that God has showed up and done something miraculous is speaking more volume than your mouth ever could. That's why sometimes we have to learn how to just be quiet. So the text tells us something. He said, be still and watch God work. You don't have to always answer everything. You don't always have to prove everything. You don't have to always put your lips on everything. Sometimes you just need to shut it up and let God be God. You don't have to all see, 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 I'm that guy. I'm the fixer. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, you know, I, you, you call me with a problem. I, I'm going to try to fix it. But sometimes you just need to be an ear. 
Don't need to be a mouth. Some of us, we just, we just a bunch of mouth. And we need to learn how to be ears and just listen. Lazarus was reclining, the text tells us. Lazarus was sitting back. And, and, and here it is right here. Uh, Mary creeps in. I, you know, I, I love the way the text it says. It says, then Mary. In, in, in verse 3, then Mary took a pound of very costly oil and anointed the feet of Jesus. Just steps in. Now, in the other text, you read uh, uh, Martha is in the kitchen uh, preparing the meal and, and she's having an issue because Mary is not there. Uh, uh, but, but we're not here to deal with that part of the story. Uh, we want us to understand uh, and this part of, of, of how much love uh, you have in you and how far will you go and what will you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up for Jesus? Uh, uh, Mary took this very costly oil, broke it, and began to wipe Jesus' feet. The Bible tells us as she began to wipe his feet, she began to also uh, uh, wipe it with her hair, cleaning his hair with her with his feet, with her with cleaning his feet with her hair. Mary's wiping of Jesus' feet uh, prefigures the time when Jesus will wipe the feet of his disciples. You see, you see, you see, I've come to understand as I uh, played around uh, with the text that, 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 that there are some implications here uh, uh, that many uh, of us overlook or we miss out on uh, because we're so caught up in Judas. Uh, Judas, the one, uh, uh, the thief, uh, uh, the betrayer, uh, uh, the one that turned our master over for 30 pieces. We get caught up. And that, But what we have to understand is that Jesus was intentional about the time and the place of this here storyline. You see, because as Mary began to break the oil and as she wipes his feet, uh, 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 this passage helps us to appreciate the structure and the emphasis of John's gospel. Because Jesus, as he lays it out before us, as he, as he shares with us this here, this here story of, of Mary uh, and Lazarus and, 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 and Judas, and, and as it all begins to unfold, Jesus is teaching still. Jesus is still uh, uh, intentional about drawing the people closer and closer and closer and closer to him. Because Judas has a problem. Judas has a problem. Why, 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 why this costly oil? Uh, 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 why, 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 why this costly oil? Why, 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 why couldn't we have taken this oil, sold it, and took the money and helped out the poor. I mean, that seemed like the most righteous thing to do, I think, to be able to take this money and help somebody that's in need. Why pour it on the floor? Why waste it on the feet of a man? Because here's the story. Here's the problem right here, family of God. Because, see, you have to be careful how you see Jesus. Judas was with Jesus three and a half years. Judas spent time with Jesus, but he never saw Jesus uh, uh, no more than just a man. 
It's amazing how you can show up Sabbath in and Sabbath out and how you can come and sit in and be a part of the worship experience, but yet still leave here the same way you came. So my prayer has always been, and it will continue to be, Lord, let us not leave here the same way we came. We need to leave here changed. We need to leave here with a new connection. We need to leave here with a newfound love. We need to leave here with a new mind, a mind that has drawn, that is drawing us closer to God. Judah spent time with Jesus, walked with Jesus, slept by Jesus, ate with Jesus, but yet he only saw Jesus as a man. He didn't see him as his savior. He didn't see him as his king. He didn't even see him as a friend. He just saw him as a man whom he could get over on. So why are we allowing this woman here to pour this oil out and spew it all over the floor? Why, 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 why do we put up with such foolishness? Why, why, why do we allow uh, the choir to go out and minister to, the, uh, to, to those? That, why, why send them in that neighborhood? Why, 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 why allow them to go and feed those group of folk? We can stay right here in our comfortable building and, and have the folk come to us. It seems that this is a little bit easier for us as well. The way the price of gas is, why, why travel? Get it mixed up with ministry. We have to understand that this thing is not about staying in, but it's about going out. Mary, Mary understood that this thing is not, it was, was not about her, but it was about her master. So Mary's gift exceeds extravagance she expended a pound of perfume valued to be at about a yearly cost of wages a year a, a yearly cost of wages and you do the math and figure out how much you make in a year and just take that and purchase one item and then give it away Mary understood some things here. And as I looked at the story, I began to ask myself several questions, you know, because every now and again, uh, I ask myself questions. I say, I wonder if Mary caught on more so than the disciples. I, I, I'm just wondering, even though Mary had very limited time with Jesus, unlike the disciples who spent days and nights with him, Mary, in her limited time with Jesus, understood more about Jesus than the disciples. Which lets me know it doesn't matter how long you've been in here. Uh, age is nothing but a number. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter about how long you've been here. It's about your connection with Jesus because you can be here from the, from the childhood all the way up, from cradle roll all the way up and still not know Jesus. Mary understood Jesus and I was asking myself, I said, could, could it be that maybe Mary had some type of inside track? Well, you know, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, after you've witnessed your brother who was dead for four days now walk out of a tomb and here it is don't even smell like he's been dead 
I mean, if that's not enough to get you shook, I don't know what is. If that's not enough to help you to understand that this is not just some man as, as Judas think uh, he is, but, 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 but this is some, no, 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 you're from somewhere else. So Mary steps in and, and, and she begins to say, I don't have much. Can imagine, you know, all that I have, I, I, I'm going to give it to you, Jesus. And it's true. It's true that Mary, 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 she, she loved Jesus. But, you know, when you look at the book of John, John chapter 12, you know, this here is a little, uh, 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 is, you know, it, 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 it talks so much about death. Uh, uh, we see here that they are there and the story tells us Jesus is there, Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. Uh, death is all through here. Then, then you see now, uh, after, after, after Mary then broke this all, now Jesus says, uh, further on in the text here, in verse 7, Jesus says, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. And, and so we're still dealing with it. I mean, the dead, I mean, can we get past death? Can, can, can we at some point in this thing called life get beyond that? Must everything be about death? Well, I'm glad you asked the question because the answer is yes. Because you have to die daily. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing called us something had to die. The moment Adam and Eve sinned, something had to die. So death is inevitable. Death can't be avoided. Matter of fact, when you're looking at it in the right perspective, death is your friend. Let you play with that for yourself when you go home to get the Bible out. I'm going to need you to go back and read chapter 12, and I need you to understand that death is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Death is someone that was that, okay, I almost gave it up. Let me just stop right there. Let me stop right there. Because, see, we have to understand here, uh, 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 Lazarus, uh, 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 who was raised from the dead, and although he had been raised on the fourth day, caused uh, uh, some folk to fear that the tomb uh, uh, that, that, that would, would, would still be stinky. This man, Lazarus. How is it that he can come out of this place and not smell like death? The same way many of us sitting here today don't look like what we've been through. That's how amazing God is. That's how awesome God is. That God will set you up. To not look like what you've been through. To be able to have you speaking in ways that blows the mind of those around you. Even I, as I stand here, still get amazed at this stammering tongue. Every now and again doing flips and cartwheels. But yet, God but God. I have to take a bow to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and give it up and say, Lord, thank you for stammering lips. Thank you that I'm not always getting it right because this just simply lets me know that it's not about me, but it's always about you. And it's so easy, so easy we can get caught up in thinking that it is I 
my gifts and my talents, my this and my that. I've come to realize I have nothing. I am nothing apart from Jesus. There is no way I could stand here and speak the way I speak and move the way that I move. There is no way I could be able to wake up every morning and be able to declare it is I, it is I, it is I. God understood that we would need somebody to step in and die for us. So even in these final hours, even in these final moments of Jesus's ministry here on this earth, he said, let me take you back a little bit. Let me help you a little bit and place us in a context, place us in a situation where everything you look at is going to veer back to me. So there was no way an individual could walk in that room and their mind not automatically turn to Jesus. When they looked at Lazarus, Jesus. When they looked at Mary on her knees breaking this oil, Jesus. When they looked even at Judas standing there with an issue at the fact that this woman's praise or, or her worship because of what Jesus has done for her bothered him. But yet, Jesus. Jesus is all through here. Even Jesus as he sat there reclining. No, no, one, no one had an issue but Judas. So here it is. I'm going to move. I'm going to move. Mary and Martha, uh, 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 they didn't put this dinner together. They invited Jesus. And some scholars say, well, it, 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 it was just for Jesus. And, and, and then some say, well, they were so excited at the fact that Jesus raised their brother Lazarus from the dead that it was for Jesus as well as Lazarus because my brother was dead, but now he's alive. And we want to celebrate him. We want to celebrate Jesus. We want to just celebrate it. Just, I'm just in the celebratory spirit right now. I just want to celebrate. We're told as Lazarus is reclining at the table along with Jesus, given that he had been dead and buried only a short while earlier, that this portrait of Lazarus chilling out is so real. I can't get it out of my head. This man was dead. Uh, uh, this man, right, I was there. I watched as they wrapped him. I watched as they placed him in the tomb. I watched him. I, I know he was dead, but yet I'm looking dead at him. I'm able to touch him. I'm able to have a conversation with him. This man is real. He's sitting right here. And as I mentioned a moment ago, this right here just sparked leaders and people abroad to now turn their life over to Jesus. Mary and the anointing of Jesus' feet with this highly expensive and fragrant perfume. It's hard to know what was on Mary's mind. 
You see, the most likely scenario is that, that this was a token of moving profound gratitude to Jesus for restoring her dear brother to life. And as Judas finally noticed, it was a costly gift. In other words, as many of us know that there are always those who sneer at anything that comes across as extravagance even at a wedding anniversary. Why, why go out to the nice but expensive restaurant that would charge you at least $32 a plate for Chick-Kay Deli on with new potatoes on the side? When you can go right up the street to the family diner just a few blocks and get a veggie milk for $6.99. It comes with potatoes and fries, too. Judas is tight-fisted. And this way, he also is a thief, the text tells us. You see, extravagance or not, Mary anoints Jesus this way out of true affection. Jesus, however, sees it differently. He sees it as a pre-burial preparation for the corpse of the tomb. Because you understand that as Jesus is spending time with Mary and, and Martha and Lazarus and as Judas is standing along with the other disciples, Jesus sees something different. Jesus understands that his hour is coming closer. And if there ever was a time for the anointing of or the, for, the, for the body of Christ to take place, this would be the time. Because if you fast forward to the end of the story, you notice that they didn't have time to anoint the body of Christ. The text tells us that, that Mary ran to the scepter tree early the next morning. Why? So she can anoint the body of Christ because they didn't get a chance to do it on the Friday night when he died. So if there ever was a time to anoint the body of Christ for his burial, it is not when he died, it is while he is still with us. Mary understood some things. Was it the Holy Spirit moving? I, 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 I don't know. But Jesus set the record straight. Leave her alone. Le leave her alone because what she is doing is going to go down in history. Whenever they read this story, they're going to speak of uh, this woman. This woman called Mary, who took this expensive oil, broke it, wiped my feet, cleaned it up with her hair and her tears. Jesus came in the city for a special reason, a particular reason. The text tells us in verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany. Jesus understood that his time was drawing real close. That his time with us was drawing near. And there were some moves that had to be made. And they had to be made quickly. And so as Jesus sat with Lazarus and, 
And as Mary anointed his feet and as Lazarus reclined, Jesus is thinking my hour is about to come. My hour is quickly approaching. My hour with the people whom I love so dearly is drawing quickly to a close. And I must and and, and I have to to share with them just a little bit more. That, that, that there is so much more I need to share with them, but I can't tell it all. So this is where Jesus was. He came to Bethany just six days before the Passover. He was given a dinner with Martha, served, uh, uh, and, and Lazarus, who, 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 who he raised from the dead, was also there. And in verse 3, we see Mary and the other sister Martha and Lazarus bring to Jesus an expensive ointment. And, and so Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were there at the dinner with Jesus. Martha served. Jesus sat with, Lazarus sat with Jesus, but Mary does something unique and special. She anoints Jesus, meaning uh, that she smeared or she applied this expensive ointment to the feet of Jesus and she wiped it up with her hair. It would be a normal to serve food uh, uh, to guests and to sit with them and to eat with them, but this act seemed to be unique and special. This is nothing, this is not something uh, 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 that you would normally see when you go to someone's house. To see them out of the blue break down. Take the most expensive oil and begin to wipe your feet. This was not a normal occurrence. Mary had a felt need to do this because she knew something about Jesus, something that will compel her to anoint Jesus herself. Something about Mary, something moved on her, something happened that said, I have to do this and I have to do this now. And when I look at the text, you don't hear Lazarus speaking and you don't hear Mary speaking. Even though Judas has a problem with what Mary is doing, Mary never stopped doing what she felt pressed. To do. If I can just help somebody along the way, I need you to understand that there will be times when God has called you to do a particular thing and there will be those on the sideline that will have more to say about what God wants you to do than God himself. And I just want to encourage you along the way to help you understand just like Mary didn't stop, didn't waver, didn't bother. She didn't move left or right. She continued you doing what she was told to do. So if I can help you family of God, that when God moves on you to do a particular thing, don't let somebody on the left or somebody on the right, don't let somebody come along and talk you out of what God had told you to do. Don't let the haters get in your program. Shut them down and shut them up and move according to the spirit of the living God. Mary didn't pay attention to Judas because if you just 
just hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles just like Mary held her peace and she didn't have to say a word but Jesus spoke on her behalf if you just let God be God he'll show up and speak on your behalf too he'll show up in your situation he'll show up in your circumstances but too many times we don't give him the opportunity because we start talking when we should be quiet Mary didn't waver Mary didn't let what Judas was talking about stop her from doing what the spirit of God had moved on her to do because you're going to always have somebody that's going to try to talk you out of doing ministry, going to try to talk you out of doing something for God because they can't see what God has shown you. It's not for you to see it. If God wanted you to see it, he would have showed it to you. That's why he showed it to her or he showed it to him because it's for them and not for you. You got to learn how to get out of the way. and Let God be great. Let God be God. And quit stopping folk from doing God's business. Mary, Mary saw an opportunity to worship God. She saw an opportunity to praise God. She saw an opportunity to give God glory in spite of who like it or not. So what would follow this act was criticism. Which I believe happened because of not knowing what Mary knew about Jesus Christ. And it came from someone who did not know who Jesus was and what he was sent to do. It's always those individuals who don't know that can tell you about it. It's always those individuals who've never been through it that can tell you about it. It's always those individuals that don't have, yep, and, yep, and they can tell you about it. Let me finish up here. Because the Bible goes on and tells us that Mary took this oil, this ointment, which was costly. The fragrance filled the whole room. Notice again that John writes that it was expensive Mark account calls it very costly, but later in verse 5, Jesus tells us how much of it, it, how much of it she had. This was not some cheap oil. This was not some small amount. But as I mentioned, this here oil took cost at least a year's of wages. So what are you going to do? How are you going to show God how much you love him? John Reck records that, that she anointed his feet, which she would have wiped it up with her hair uh, uh, to do something like this again, shows that, that she knew something about Jesus. She knew something. Some, something, something about Mary, uh, her connection with Jesus, just that short time.
time that she spent with him, there was something about that relationship. She knew something out of all the teaching and the practices and witnessing and hearing the things that Jesus has done. Not, not only just raising Lazarus from the dead, but from walking on water, giving sight to the blind. This is not just some ordinary man. Could it be that this is who the scripture has been telling us about? Could it be that this is the one? And I believe Mary came to a conscious decision to believe that this man, Jesus, this is the one. That, 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 that this is the one whom the scriptures speak of. And so I have often wondered about what I bring to Jesus. What do I bring to Jesus to speak of his worth? What, what, what do I bring to the table? Is it, is it, is it something, uh, uh, is something that, 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 that all of us should consider? Have, have we considered his worth when we come in, in, the, in the time of prayer? Have we truly believed in the value of who Christ is when he comes to him, when we come to him in worship? When we show up Sabbath in and Sabbath out, are we coming with the understanding that we're coming to stand or sit before the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Do we come with an understanding and knowing that we're coming to worship our Savior, to worship our God? Do we come with the understanding and knowledge and knowing that this is not something that we do, that we're not just doing this because mama did it. We're not doing it because daddy did it. I'm not doing it just because I'm doing it because of who he is. And whatever position I'm holding right now, if I have to give it up, that doesn't mean I'm giving up Jesus. Because I'm doing it because of him. I'm doing it because of Jesus. I worship him because of who he is and what he has done for me. Mary, as she broke the oil, it wasn't about who was watching, who was looking. No accolades, no pat on the back. But it's because I love him. Because I love him. Because I worship him. You don't have to like it. It doesn't matter. I'm not, it's not even about you. And it's how we, how, we, how we dictate and how we determine what worship ought to look like, what praise ought to look like. Oh, you can't tell my story like I can tell my story. Because so you're not understanding what God delivered me from may not be what he delivered you from. And so your struggles are going to be a little different. Maybe, maybe, just maybe alcohol wasn't your Achilles. Maybe, just maybe tobacco wasn't something that you dealt with. So for you to get excited about, about being delivered from alcohol, oh, that's, that, that just doesn't make sense. You don't know what it's like to be addicted. You don't know what it's like to struggle in that area. So we have to be careful. That's why, that's why Judas, as he stood there, all he could do was say, couldn't we done something different with that? Isn't that a waste? Let me tell you something. You know, when we're dealing with God, there are no waste with God. 
Every saving, every soul that is saved is not a waste. Every child that walks through these doors is not a waste. Every individual that comes under the sound of this message is not a waste. No matter what you think about them, they're not a waste. God sees something in them. You may not see it. You may not understand it. That's why we got to love them in spite of. We got to learn how to accept them in spite of. You may not understand it. It may not make sense to you, but it's not supposed to make sense to you. It's supposed to make sense to God. You just learn how to worship him in the midst of it all. Worship him in spite of it all. Learn how to give him praise even when it doesn't make sense. Because everybody got something. Everybody got something. So Mary wasn't concerned with what people thought. She wasn't caught up in that. And so as the story goes, I'm ending. I am. I really am. Jesus tells him, leave her alone. Because, see, why are you caught up on this here story right here? Why are you concerned about Mary and this oil? We go a little bit further. While Lazarus was reclining, guess what? There was a plot to take his life. So while Lazarus was sitting back enjoying the aviance and, and sitting back chilling like a villain, uh, uh, there was a plot to take his life. People were being delivered at the fact that Lazarus, every time Lazarus woke up, people were getting saved. And this became a threat to the religious leaders. And the text tells us that now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake alone, but that they might also see Lazarus. And not just to see him, but to kill him. Because the fact that you are alive, that's your ministry. The fact that you are still breathing, you are drawing people to Christ. You have to understand your worth. You have to understand your value. Yeah, to somebody else, it may be small. It may be mediocre. But let me help you out. There is somebody out there that is being that, 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 that you are witnessing to and you don't even know it. Your life alone is a testimony. The fact that you woke up, somebody's being blessed. The fact that you're breathing in and breathing out is a testament of how good God is. And somebody is a witness to that. Somebody's life will be changed as a result of that and the devil want to take you out all that you went through all that you encountered all that you experienced is nothing more than a testimony to help somebody to see God for who he really is a good God a loving God a merciful God a kind God in spite of it all, he's still blessing you, even when you don't deserve it, even when you should have been taken out. God said, I'm going to love you in spite of. Your life is a testimony of how good I am. Your life is a reflection of, of how great I am. Your life will continue to go down in history as someone that is anointed and appointed. You are brought here for a reason. You're not an accident. You're not an accident. Don't let nobody trip you up and get you to believe anything other. Because while we sitting in here, chilling, 
next to Jesus, somebody want to take you out. Because your life is a testimony of how great God is. And you are a witness more powerful than you think. Lives are being changed. While you're sleeping, you on them. I saw him today. You in the bed sleeping. But they can't get the fact that you are here out of their head. And so my prayer today is that God let my life reflect you in every aspect of the way. Remove me out the way. It's not I. But it is Christ that dwells on the inside. Because after all, I can do nothing without him. I can do nothing without him. This is an important message. To see that Jesus' fame is spreading. It's important to see that Lazarus and himself became something of a curiosity. While people came to just see, it is important to see how death roars back onto this otherwise happy scene when we read of the plot to kill Lazarus. A joyous occasion, excited about what God has done in the life of this young man. Starts out on a high note. But death again shows up at the end. What are you going to do, family of God? What are we going to do? Are we going to allow God to be great in our lives? Or are we going to be like Judas on the sideline? Complaining about how things are being handled. Upset at the fact that things are not going the way that I think they should go. Are we, gonna, or are we going to learn how to get out the way and trust God? And believe God for the miracle that only God can do? Or are we going to continue to grab the tools and hammers and the screwdrivers and try to fix it ourselves? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about life and death. And how much do you love God? Do you love him enough to give him your all? If you're that person, can you just raise your hand? I just want to look out and see if you're, if you're that person. Do we have anyone that is willing to give him your all? There may be somebody here that said, I'm struggling with giving him my all. But I want to give him my all. I just don't know how. If you're that person, if you can just raise your hand and we can, we can help you to, to give him your all. We can walk you through the steps of giving it all over to God. And the truth of the matter is, once you give it over to Jesus, once you commit it to him, once you lay it out for him, the song says, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. 
I don't know. I've been high, I've been low. I've been in, I've been out. But Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I've had some good days, I've had some bad days. But Jesus, he's always been there. He's always been there. If you want to see Jesus when he cracks the sky, if you can stand with me as we have a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, you're so amazing, you're so awesome. As always, Father, with you, we're hopelessly lost. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. So we thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Continue to lead us and guide us, we pray. Forgive us of our sins, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we put our hands together and worship God in this space? Amen. Praise the Lord, Pastor, for that powerful message. Amen, amen. As a people, the testament is the fact that we're still here regardless of what we have gone through and going through. As a forgotten people, the, te the testament to God is that we're still here showing the love of how much God loves us. Amen. Amen. Let's stand for our benediction. Father God, truly, we have been truly blessed today, Lord. We're thankful for your Holy Spirit. We're thankful for your unmatchless love, Lord, that you demonstrate to us moment by moment with every breath we take, Lord, with every step we make, Lord, is a testament to how much you love us, Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace both now and forevermore. Let the people say amen. 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 amen.